Welcome to Sweet Kicks with Bricks, the show which helps you decide if a game is worth spending your hard-earned money on or a try before you buy. Now here's your host, Barry Ricks. Hey guys, welcome to Sweet Kicks with Bricks. I am your host, Barry Ricks, and today's Kickstarter highlight is The City of Kings. And I have the mastermind behind the game. I have Frank with me. How's it going, Frank? I'm very well. How are you doing, Barry? I'm doing well myself. Uh, Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the show today. No, it's great. It's always nice to chat to more people and get to tell people about the game as well. It's always a privilege. Awesome. Well, why don't you tell people uh, a little bit about yourself and your history with games? Okay, so um, I've always played games since I was a young child. When I was younger, I started off playing a lot of video games. And I'd say in the last kind of five years or so, that kind of really heavily evolved into tabletop games. I used to do a lot more kind of uh, Magic the Gathering and kind of, you know, Risk and Monopoly and stuff when I was younger. But the serious games came up in the last five years. And since then, I've kind of you know, being brought into this world and just played hundreds and hundreds of different board games. And I kind of see a lot of similarities between what I used to enjoy in video games and now get to do in board games. And I've kind of ditched the digital gaming and kind of switched over full time, I should say. Awesome. So you're just like, oh, I could totally make that video game into a board game. (laughs) I could do that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly that. I mean, I was... You know, I was playing um, like Dead of Winter and I was thinking to myself, um, oh, this has different difficulties, you know, and you can choose how long you want to play for. And it's kind of got these different levels. And right. then I was playing the Forbidden Desert. And it's like, do you want to play on easy, medium or hard? And then playing with like Eclipse and you've got these kind of character sheets and it's like, wow, you know, you can build up all of these different customizations. And each of these things just made me go this is that mechanic from this game or this is that mechanic from that game. And it's it's amazing just how evolved board gaming is these days. Oh, definitely. I, I totally agree. It's And, you know, and Kickstarter is a great, you know, thing to thank for the, the boost in the industry because there's a lot of games out there that we probably would have never seen if it wasn't for Kickstarter. Yeah, completely. It's it's always interesting. Like for me, and I'm sure many people go through the same journey, you know, I started off and I was watching a lot of kind of Dice Tower and a lot of the different kind of YouTube channels. And I went through all of their top tens for the last, you know, goodness knows how long and listened right. to all of these things. And then I kind of got to the end of them and I was like, well, now what? You know, I don't, I don't want to get a top 10 like once a month. And then I found my own way to, you know, onto Kickstarter and all of these other platforms and Board Game Geek and started kind of finding a way to find out about new games myself. But Kickstarters definitely helped kind of fuel that and kind of give you that kind of, oh, look, you know, there's 50 new games a week just from Kickstarter. (laughs) Exactly. Just from here. And it's bizarre. Yeah, it's really, it's great. And it's, you know, it's truly created a community of board gamers. And, you know, a lot of people have been able to connect and network together through Kickstarter and be able to strengthen the industry to just make it even better. And I mean, one of the things that's really surprised me during my campaign is I'm a big user of Kickstarter. I've backed um, about 168 games now on Kickstarter, wow. I think. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. A lot of games um, and a few other things, but mainly games. Um, but I never really participate in the comment section on Kickstarters. You know, for me, I go and look, I kind of do my research, I make a decision and that's right. kind of it. I'll read the updates. But since I've been running my campaign and I've been watching the comments, the amount of people who come along and know each other through the comments of other projects. And there's this whole community of people who just spend their days talking to each other in the comments of different projects. And 
it's amazing just to see like the friendships forming through that, you know, let alone anything else. It's truly a bizarre kind of um, world over there. Definitely. It's it's fantastic, you know, and, and I've I've met people and I've known people to create plans like, hey, let's meet at Gen Con or, you know, meet at some big board game convention and people are starting to connect that way too. So it's it's kind of fantastic in its own little way. No, I completely love it. And I went to a small um, UK board game convention this weekend. Um, I mean, I say a board game convention. It's more of a, you know, just playing some games. There's no exhibits or anything. Right. It's about 250 people there. Um, you know, but I had like three people come up to me who were like, oh, you know, you're the guy running that Kickstarter at the moment. I've been looking at your game. Like, it's really nice to meet you. Like, do you want to play a game? And it's, you know, even at that, you know, there's just people that you're meeting and it's, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Well, let's let's jump into it. Let's talk about the City of Kings. What is it and what can people expect from it when they play it? Okay, so the City of Kings is a wonderful player fantasy cooperative adventure game. So you're going to have a character, you're going to be able to customize your character and there's about 100 different options for each character. So there's a lot of customization. You're going to be exploring across this modular board, turning over tiles, you're going to encounter um, people who need help with side quests, you're going to encounter resource locations where you can gather wood or kind of go fishing to get resources. You're going to find shops that you can use those resources at to buy items and you're going to encounter creatures and building sites and you're going to have these big epic battles and one of the things that's kind of a bit unique about the city of kings is when you find creatures they kind of get generated from a series of rules so there are just endless different possible creatures you're never going to fight the same creature twice but also combat is kind of this persistent thing that happens so it's not that you suddenly go into a hey it's a combat round let's resolve it um the creature starts moving around on the board with you it starts attacking you you can run away and leave it but you're going to be kind of still exploring still doing quests still gathering resources and trying to repair this world whilst these giant creatures roam around and you're trying to work out what strategy you need to be able to kind of defeat that creature at the same time so this is heavily kind of inspired by um mmorpgs from kind right. of you know the video game world it's this kind of big open world adventure where it's up to you you're going to be playing through the story and the story um it's effectively, you know, your kind of objectives. There's a series of objectives you have to complete to beat the game, but they're not pushing you. They're very much a, this is what you're going to need to do, and you've got this much time to do it. How do you want to do it? Do you want to explore? Do you want to quest? Do you want to gather resources and build structures? Do you want to fight? It's very much a kind of you choose which way you want to play the game. That's really cool. I mean, and it, it just reminds me that, uh, you know, for example, like my brother is like a, like a completionist. So he'll yeah. want to like, I want to do all the side quests before I do anything, you know, do all that and then get to the main storyline. Whereas, you know, other people are like, I just want to plow through, go to the main storyline, level up to enough to where I can, you know, beat the bad guy and, and call it a day type of thing. So it's really cool to see how you ha have incorporated and those things into a tabletop experience. 
And it, it's exactly that. The whole point of this kind of the world of this game is to allow you as a player to do what you want to do. So I've talked about how you can kind of gather resources and repair structures. Right. So as well as um, controlling your hero that you can use for attacking, you can use for healing, you can use for exploring and kind of interacting, you also have workers and you can move your workers around and they can gather resources, repair the world. And it's completely up to you. So if you want to just use your hero and just do combat, you can do that. And you never have to touch your workers but at the same time if you're kind of in a group of four and you know two or three of you really like kind of rpg games and one person's more into their kind of heavy euro kind of stuff right then they can come in and they can just do the work management and they can ignore their hero and they can optimize the solution for gathering those resources to get more items for the rest of the team to build up um, defenses for the rest of the team so you kind of really get this harmony of Whatever you kind of want to do with this game, like it allows you to do that. That's really cool. I like that aspect that you can, of course, you know, like we said, it's a cooperative game. So, you know, you have different players doing different things that they enjoy, but everyone still is accomplishing the same goal, being able to, you know, have an enjoyable time by doing different things. That's it's cool because a lot of games, you don't necessarily get that where you're like, oh, well, I want to do this, be like, well, no, you're kind of relegated to doing a certain thing, but, uh, you know, you kind of have a a free range with uh, City of Kings. Exactly. And it's really intriguing when we've kind of done play tests and kind of go to events. And even last night I was at um, a gaming store and a new group of people were playing the game. And they always kind of say to me that, it's this weird kind of type of cooperative experience that I'm just not familiar with. Right. And um, one of the guys last night actually hates cooperative games. He only plays big, heavy Euro games. Okay. Um, you know, and he'll sit down and play war games, you know, for eight hours quite happily. But he kind of said to me, like, you've been coming to this shop, you know, for the last couple of years, you've talked about this game and you've suddenly made, you know, £150,000 on Kickstarter in a week. Like, right. <laughs> I feel like I should look at it and see. And I kind of sat down and I was like, I, oh my goodness, you know, I've got no idea what to expect. And afterwards he said, like, it was just loads of fun. Like, I want to play it again. You know, I actually really enjoyed it. And it's because whilst you're working as a team, it kind of gives you this freedom to go off and do your own thing. And it's only when big problems arise that you need to come back together and you need to work together. So there might be this giant creature walking around. And okay, you know, three of you are going to have to attack it at the same time. or One of you is going to have to heal someone whilst they're kind of stood in front of it, having fire thrown at them and stuff. But the rest of the time, you can just go off and do what you want to do. Right, that's really cool. Now, of course, that you know, being an expansive game like this, this isn't a, a a quick quick play game by any means. I mean, it's something that you need to dedicate a good a good evening to. So, like you know, two to three hours, correct? Yeah, completely. So there's two ways to play the game. The core way is the stories. And there's seven stories, and they continue a narrative. So it's not kind of a campaign or a legacy, so your characters will reset. So once you've completed all of them, you can play any of them with any group at any time. But they kind of have this... um, big overarching story that's told as you play through and they typically take an hour and a half to three hours the first time you play i expect it to take more than a two and a half three hour mark of course once you've played a couple of times um you can get it down to an hour and a half fairly comfortably Um, we have people now who'll do it in an hour but obviously you need to have played it a few times but alongside that 
we have scenarios. And scenarios are kind of single objective ways of playing the game. So whilst the story is this kind of big open world of do what you want, the scenarios are more of a here's five creatures, you've got 10 turns to kill them kind of things. So you've kind of got a smaller amount of um, tiles on the board, you've got limited options, and they're a bit more focused on kill these things or go and build this structure. And the scenarios take about 60 minutes um, up to 90 minutes. So they're kind of a quicker way to play the game when you don't have quite as much time, but they're slightly more restrictive than the kind of open world story mode. Definitely. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I just want to I just want to have you mention uh the the illustration and, and artwork is is that you or is that someone else? Um it's someone else. So um I do all of the so I should start by saying we've basically been building a world outside of this game for the last right. few years. <laughs> so um for me like the City of Kings world is something that I would like to see multiple games come out of. Right. So in the same way, you know, like without going too crazy, you know, when I say to you Star Wars, Star Wars isn't one film, it isn't a game, it isn't a book, it isn't a single thing. It's just a universe that contains multiple kind of stories and videos and games and all sorts of stuff within it. So for me, um, we designed the world of the City of Kings to kind of long term give us those options. And this first game kind of tells one of the kind of key stories of that kind of world's history. So we've been writing the story and kind of doing artwork for um, a good solid two years now. And um, all of it kind of originates um from me but then we have this team of people so the artwork um you know i'll come up with an idea i'll do some sketches i'll then work with my writer and we'll kind of detail out the backstories and the details and characteristics of the thing we're going to draw um i'll then talk to sarah who's um, my girlfriend who's does a lot of kind of research into like what things are similar to this where can we take inspiration and then i'll go to miguel who's the artist and me and him will sketch out some ideas we'll get a basic concept together and when we're happy with it I'll then go back to the writer and Sarah and we'll make sure that kind of, you know, it fits within kind of what we're doing. And then um, I sit with Miguel and he kind of colors it up and we work it out and then he kind of finishes it off. So he obviously does the kind of the main artwork, but there's a team of people that are kind of creating all of these little details that kind of help make them, I guess, feel more kind of realistic and more solid within our world. That's fantastic. It sounds like you have a pretty amazing team behind you. So they're great. So with uh, as we're recording today, uh, you guys still have 16 days left to go on the campaign, set to end on April 27th. And, of course, I mean, you guys are like, I don't know, let's say one, two, like 400% funded or something like that. Yeah, so I think it, it's, um, yeah, just over 500 now, which is just bizarre. <laughs> that, that's fantastic. And, you know, that's... Did you were were you of course you always were hoping for it, but was this something you were expecting? What was your your reaction with all the you know with all the backers you have because you guys have almost uh, two thousand backers as well. I know, and it's um, it's so it's, I don't want to use the word surprising because I guess you know deep down you kind of think to yourself you know this we've is going to be so big. much effort into this <laughs> right? you know, like we haven't designed a world in the game of this kind of scale to try and sell five copies you know the goal was always to try and get it out there and kind of spread the word exactly but as a first time creator um that you know no one knows who i am you know half the people listening to this probably have never heard of the game if not more and like that's always a challenge so deep down you're always kind of thinking well 
what happens if no one turns up on day one? You know, right. <laughs> so, so the plan was to um, do a live stream for the launch so that we could get a few people to come and join us, um, you know, just um, watching the stream 10 minutes before the launch, do a countdown and hope that, that would get, you know, five or 10 people to kind of be there at the start just to get a momentum going. Right. And um, then we funded in like three hours. Right. And, <laughs> and I was just like, the, the wow. Word, the know. word of mouth <laughs> is spread really fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like this streaming stuff's great. You know, it just kicks off. But um, yeah, so that was a real surprise. And then within three days, we were on a hundred thousand pounds. And like, that was just bizarre. You know, like the hundred thousand pounds was the maximum I anticipated we could possibly get to by the end of the campaign if we were super lucky and everything went amazingly. You know, like that was the dream level. And we were there in three days. And it's like, oh, well, you know. (laughs) Well, it's fantastic. And it's, you know, super exciting. And, you know, with. With those that the extra you know funding that you're getting, of course you know every all the backers will will get their copies, but if that allows you to to further the world of the city of kings, you know expansions or other aspects of the game, being able to do that, so it'll be exciting to see what comes in the in the future with uh, all this support that you guys have been able to get. No, completely. And it's one of the nice things, because obviously when you make games and when you've you've got a world like this, you know, there's endless kind of size to it. You can do you could work on it for 50 years and there's still more you could add. And when we made this game, we had to have limits. You know, there had to be stuff where we said, well, we can only afford to spend this much time on it. Um, And after that period of time, we started working on kind of characters and artwork and things for other games because you know our personal budget of time for game one was never going to kind of get recuperated in our final sales you know we were sat there going well if we get 200 percent funded then like you know we're not going to cover all this time so we can't spend more on it right but now we've done um you know to 500 we can start taking all this extra work we've taken for the next games and start throwing it into this game so we're now starting to add more kind of characters and you know monsters like artwork that you know was game two and it's coming into this game and it doesn't change the mechanics but it helps kind of flesh out the world and kind of give even more artwork and we're now at a point where We've added over 20 stretch goals. We've got about 150 paintings um, in this game. And, you know, it's just like allowing us to put so much more into it, which is just great. I mean, it's going to make this game so much better while setting the scene for future games as well. Definitely. And it's super exciting. So I, I just want to, you know, congratulate you on the success that you have had with City Kings. Of course, I look forward to to seeing it come out and seeing the, everything else you come out. So, Frank, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the show today and, and let us know a little bit more in depth about the City of Kings. And thank you for having me. It's been great chatting, Barry. Yeah, definitely. Tell people maybe more where they can find out uh, about City of Kings or about yourself. Okay, well, obviously we're on Kickstarter at the moment with um, the game, so you can find City of Kings on there for the next couple of weeks. But we're also on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter as TCOK Game. Um, I'm very active on Board Game Geek, so if you go to the City of Kings um, game forums on Board Game Geeks, you can come and chat to us there. Or you can go to our website, thecityofkings.com, and there's loads of information on there as well. Awesome. And of course, we'll have links in the show notes for easy access for you guys. And Frank, once again, thank you and good luck to all your future endeavors. Thanks, Barry. 
And thanks to Dan Patrice. He's Dan the Board Game Man. You can find him at thegeekallstars.com. He helped create our intro and outro. And this is Barry Ricks reminding you to back your projects wisely. Thanks for listening to Sweet Kicks with Bricks. If you'd like to mail the show, send any questions, comments, or interview requests to sweetkickswithbricks at gmail.com. Sweet Kicks with Bricks is a Closet Geek Studios production. For more information on the Closet Geek, please head to closetgeek.net.